0: So, Larry, can we choose some t-shirts for Lisa? I I like this green one, love this color. What do you think? Well, I think the red one's gonna clash with my shirt, so let's go with the green. Okay, green. All right, then then what about Andrew's ties? Check these two
1: out. Those are nice. The red one, I think we got a problem with the orange against the red. Mm -hmm. Let's go with the blue. Blue it is. Costume design. We're gonna talk with a surprise guest on today's Two Real Guys. Hi. I'm Larry Jordan. And I'm Norman Holland. And welcome to The Two Real Guys. Norman, costume design is not just
0: about fabric and color. Oh, absolutely not. It tells a lot about the person who's wearing it. Time place, social status, everything about who this person is in the world that they live in before a single word is even spoken. You know, we've been talking a lot about different
1: elements of production. A director of photography or a lighting designer tells their story through the tools of his or her lights. Mm -hmm. A costume designer does something similar to telling the story except they're
0: using the tools of fabric. Yeah, and what I'd like to do is let's bring a costume designer on and we'll talk to them about how they use the costumes to tell stories. That'd be very cool. Yeah. Well, we actually have Hope Hannafin here, who's a member of the Costume Designers Guild, and she's gonna show us some sketches and some final works from some of the productions she's worked on. We are really fortunate to have Hope Hannafin here. Hope is here to really talk about the way in which you bring a vision, a story to the screen, the way you work with your directors on that.
2: Well, for all of us, it starts with the script. Mm Um, Some are better than others. Some give you more to play with than others. Mm -hmm. So if the script is fabulous, if it's Shakespeare, you really could do it as we are dressed now. Mm -hmm. If it's less than, yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, If it's less than, you need to bring more to that project. But Mm -hmm. everything can be enriched by two things that a costume designer can bring to it. One is to help create the whole world that the audience sees. Mm -hmm. And the other is to help delineate the character, their relationship to the world they're in, and that journey they're on, which is really the kind of fundamental usually point of the story. I always go for an emotional response first.
0: In the audience, you mean?
2: No, from myself, from reading the script, where I really try to generate a clear emotional response to the material. Mm-hmm.
1: One of the things you've put together is a series of, of looks in terms of how you've approached a project. Tell us what we're looking at here.
2: This is um, some color boards that I did I for um, 500 Days of Summer, which I had the pleasure of working with this wonderful director, Mark Webb. And one of the things we wanted to do about that for that project is because it takes place over 500 days and is set in Los Angeles, which is not known to the rest of the world for its change of seasons, is to delineate seasons but also not just in color but in tone. So we used a softness in it. For instance, this is fall.
1: you're using these colors for what?
2: I use them for the clothes for background, and then the sense of the out-of-focus quality here is meant to suggest the lack of strong contrast, the lack of bold prints, Mm -hmm. to keep that soft, romantic glow about it since it's all from Tom's point of view.
0: I don't see that many clothes here. I see colors, and I see non. Costume things.
2: If you key in too quickly to the clothes, um, you're thrown because you don't know what the casting is going to be. There was a recent project that I was brought in to talk to, and it was supposed to be Cedric the Entertainer. By the time I came back to my second interview, it had become Forrest Whitaker. Okay. Now, they're both, you know, gentlemen of roughly the same age, of varying girth, but very, very different energies. The script is the same but you have to approach that character completely differently.
1: So for what you're doing, you're not only considering the story as it applies to costume, but the character itself within the story. Oh,
2: absolutely, and their relationship to each other. The perfect example is The Graduate that Anne Bancroft and Dustin Hoffman were not that different in age, and yet the costume designer and the actress, of course, had to make him younger and her older. Well, how do you do that? She wore more restrictive clothes. She wore more aggressive patterns. He dressed in a slightly younger way. So as things cast, you have to shift the balance between actors, so the character relationship is what reads, not the cast-actor's relationship.
1: Let's take a look at some of the examples of costuming that you've put together.
2: Uh, Very few of us these days have the budgets or the opportunities to make the clothes. So you have to think of yourself in many ways more as a collage artist, how you assemble those pieces together to reveal character and story and create a world that the audience has never seen before, even in fact if they're they're living in it. Um, This is a project I did with David Milch for HBO called Last of the Ninth, which takes place in the Lower East Side of New York. And it was very important for me to go back to the research and get a real sense of that community. So going back in this case to photojournalism instead of a more romantic approach really helped me get to the guts of it and also for the director to see the direction I was going because he would not see those people really till they walked on the set. Mm -hmm. I would be putting those clothes together in fittings, where at the same time, the most boring clothes available would probably be the detectives of that time. But once again, going back to photojournalism, restricting the palette, helped balance their world against the more hostile, vibrant world that they were confronting. Mm -hmm. So it's a way to open up a conversation with the director, not going in with, a um, hard and fast rule. It must be a yellow dress. She must have three buttons down the front. It's a way to invite him into the conversation.
0: One thing you said that was really very interesting is that uh, you've done several movies in the 70s, -hmm. but yet they're all different. Why is that?
2: Well, everything is a different take. Everything's a different story. You can have a fairy tale version or you could do Serpico or you could do clute.
0: So it's not a literal interpretation.
2: It never can be. You can think, oh, I'm going to make it look absolutely real, but it will always be your take and the story's take. We can be aware of what the audience sees. So even though something could be absolutely period correct, if it happens to be in fashion that year, if um, suddenly vote for Pedro t-shirts are in, then you have to switch it for the film because it now carries a completely different message to the audience. Mm-hmm. So it's always balancing out the real, the fantasy, and where your audience is at any given moment.
0: So it constantly comes back to story and character.
2: And inventiveness.
0: And inventiveness, that's great. We'll be back with a tip in just a minute.
1: You don't need to make a single costume to have great costume design. Just remember that the costumes your characters wear helps your audience to understand the characters, who they are, and the world in which they live. I'd like to thank Hope Hannafin, the Vice President of the Costume Designers Guild, for joining us today. One of the things she mentioned that I was really struck with is that the the costume designer is a creative problem solver on set during production, not just during the design phase to help you get the look and feel that you want in your productions. So they can
0: really be one of your strongest collaborators and allies in order to improve the quality of your film.
1: My name is Larry Jordan. His name is Norman Holland. Thanks for watching The Two Real Guys.